0: This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio.
1: We are Unsportsmanlike. Presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Night night. ESPN <laughs> app. Serious XM80. To me. Keep
2: going. <laughs> oh, I guess not. Forgot the words. Yeah, me too. CTE moment. I forgot the words.
3: I thought it was the part where he goes intoxicated.
2: There it is. Yes, is. Get <laughs>
3: <laughs> Get him, Smalls. I was like, I know that's coming up at some point. I
2: know the hook, though. Me too. It's coming up right now. Hey, give it to me. Baby. Hey, all right. Dallas beat Seattle
1: last night, 41-35. Dallas now riding a 14-game home-winning streak. Seattle has a three-game losing streak. Dak Prescott with three touchdowns in this game. CeeDee Lamb with a monster game, 12 catches and a touchdown. Geno Smith played well, but not well enough. Three touchdowns passing, one rushing last night for Seattle. Dallas down 28-20 in the third, 35-27 in the third. And they come back and win down 35-30. Dak leads a, se- a seven-play, 54-yard drive, game-winning touchdown pass to Jake Ferguson on Wisconsin. 12 yards out. And, of course, we have a situation now where two questions have to be asked. Because the same two questions going into this game are the same two questions coming out of this game. Are we now ready to say that Dallas can beat a good team because they beat Seattle? And are we ready to say that Dak is squarely in the MVP conversation?
2: Uh, I'm going to put the pause button on the former and I'm going to say yes to the latter. I think Dak Prescott was fantastic last night. I mean, he gave you exactly what you're looking for in terms of him being able to run the operation and the nuances of the quarterback position, ball placement, understanding, pocket awareness, him shrugging off Daryl Taylor uh, in late in that second half and being able to have that completion to Jalen Turbo on third down, that's a big-time play from your quarterback. And then the touchdown throw that he had to CeeDee Lamb in the red zone, they tell quarterbacks, helmet are higher in the red zone because of all of the traffic. It's exactly where he put that ball on that in-breaker to CeeDee Lamb. Ends up being a touchdown. Put it only where his receiver can get it. He is playing the quarterback position at an extremely high level, and and you're seeing it in real tangible ways that aren't hard to understand. And so you're hoping that that translates to overall team success. But as Nick Saban once upon a time said, good players can't overcome bad coaching, and that's the one thing that I'm worried about with the Dallas Cowboys. Situations in particular when it comes to short yardage, red zone, end of half, end the game, those came up again last night. I mean, you saw the Seattle Seahawks book in the, the halftime with scores, touchdown drives, and then you're talking about in the red zone on the first possession of the game and the last possession of the second of the first half, you saw Dallas Cowboys have goal to go and come up with only a field goal. That can't be the case. That will cost you against good teams. As a matter of fact, check that. That did cost you against a good team earlier this season against the Philadelphia Eagles. Remember the end of that game? is 28-23, and you got a situation first and five from the six-yard line. They went backwards. Then they went backwards (laughs) with pre step penalties and Dak Prescott taking a sack inexplicably. Those things can't happen. Again, they cost you against good football teams. And what have we talked about with Mike McCarthy? It's not about the X's and O's. We all know that he's a tactician when it comes to scheme and play design. The question is, can he do that job and manage the overall game, right? That was the big question. Did we forget how the losses to the 49ers went in the playoffs the last couple of years? And they ended with end-of-game gaffes from the Dallas Cowboys? That is the issue when it comes to this team. They are not to be trusted based on what I saw last night. Now, credit to them. They were down in the fourth quarter. Dak went on a game-winning drive. That's big time. The touchdown to cap it to Jake Ferguson, very impressive. Because to date, we haven't seen them play that kind of game, especially against a team with a winning record, but they did it. Having that intestinal fortitude, that kind of character as a ball club, that matters. The defense getting key stops down the stretch on fourth down, that matters. But again, when we start to talk about what separates – the contenders from the pretenders a big part of it is our confidence meter in the head coach and I'm still not there with Mike McCarthy even though the Dallas Cowboys as a team have championship talent
3: so that is the lens that we view them through is this a team that could win a Super Bowl and I think we feel like yes like there's it's like a yes but we're not ready to put an exclamation point on the end Mm -hmm. of it yet when we look at the The recent failures in the playoffs for the Cowboys, whether it's fair or not, we always go to McCarthy. We always go to Dak. Well, Dak right now is looking like he's not going to be an issue. 299 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions last night. He's thrown multiple touchdowns in six straight games. I think he has two interceptions over the past seven games. He is holding up his end of the deal. Mm Mm-hmm. But Mike McCarthy, if he does stuff like that last night in the playoffs, it's going to be the same ending for the Dallas Cowboys.
2: Smalls, he did it at the end of the game. I don't understand. Third down, no timeouts. You got the ball in the red zone. What what are you doing? The Seahawks don't have any timeouts. Why are you throwing the ball? Run the ball. Take the 40 seconds off the clock because they can't stop it. Take a five-yard delay of game penalty. Kick the Or take your timeout. Kick a field goal. Go up six and leave them less than a minute of game clock to go. Why would you give them the ball with any more time than you did? That doesn't make any sense. But it's those types of things when it comes to game management where we question McCarthy. Now, look, I get it. I'm playing the results a little bit because I know how it all played out. I know how the decision to throw the ball on third down played out. But this is a results-oriented business. And those are the things that get you beat against good teams. You can't make those mistakes against the Eagles. We've already proven that. You can't make those mistakes against the 49ers. We've already seen that. So, again, if you keep doing the same things from a game manager's standpoint as a head coach, why should I buy into the Dallas Cowboys being able to get to and through the 49ers and the Eagles, especially considering that they might have to go on the road to face those teams?
1: I'm going to say something that I don't know if anyone in the history of the world has ever said. Uh-oh. I feel badly for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. No matter what they do, Come we're on. always going to have a critique of them. It's, well, they can't beat a good team. They can't beat a team with a winning record. CeCe's playing out the violin. Play yeah, the hold on, hold for on. Hold for a, on. The reference. The, wow. the oh, here's, violin. here's what I'm saying. I just believe that... It's, all the critique is, well, they can't beat a team with a winning record. Last like night they beat a team with a winning record. Well, if they beat the Eagles next, next week, well, you know, let's see them do it in the playoffs. I actually feel badly for the Dallas Cowboys. No matter what they do, they have critiques of them. And I get it. Jerry Jones brings it upon them. I totally understand that, and I'm not fighting that off. Let's just acknowledge this is a really good team with a really good quarterback, with a really good head coach, and maybe the best defensive player in football, Michael Parsons. Maybe, right? So... Like, that, that's it. I'm going to leave it there. Really good quarterback, really good team, really good head coach, really good defensive player, and they've won games that they're supposed to win, no. and they have another one next week against no. Philadelphia. No,
3: you can't do that.
1: I just did. You can't
3: say you feel badly. When's the last time that they've been to a Super Bowl, Evan? When's the last time they were in the conference championship game? You can't sit there and say, we are America's team. We are a championship-caliber team. You can't make yourself the biggest brand in football and not win Super Bowls. You just can't. We are holding you to the standard that you have set for yourselves. We don't do that with other teams. We're not having this conversation about the Arizona Cardinals. We're not. Ha- That's the same reason why we're having these conversations about Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Because they have set the standard. So I don't feel badly for you if you can't live up to your own expectations. Sorry, I can't.
1: I get it. But at the same time then, then why are we caring about next week against the Eagles? If, if it's all because about, you it, just said it's all about winning championships. So then I shouldn't care about it. Because next week. it's
3: a data point that makes you believe this year could be different. We're not, I, I said this earlier in the show, they could beat the Eagles, and we still might not want to pick them in the playoffs. Like, that win is going to mean something, but it's we still have that muscle memory of what's happened in the playoffs prior.
2: Plus, I mean, the game against the Eagles could determine who wins the NFC East, and I feel differently about the Cowboys' chances of going on a deep playoff run if they're able to host a home game or two. That, that changes things for me a little bit. We've seen how good they are at home this season. They they, they don't lose at home. As a matter of fact, I think they're riding a 14-game home winning streak. Mm-hmm.
1: They are. They and it's are.
2: the second longest in franchise history. Correct. So, I mean, it's it's impressive to see what they've been able to do at home. You see the numbers home and on the road. They're averaging 41 points a game at home, and it's a plus 25-point differential. And they've got 33 explosive plays at home, plays of 20 yards or more. The Dallas Cowboys are a different animal when you get them in Jerry's world as opposed to going on the road. All three of their losses this season, on the road. So, again, if you're talking about how they match up against the best teams in the NFC, you have to factor in where those games are at. And next week is going to have a lot to, to say about determining What happens if the Cowboys and the Eagles or the Cowboys and the 49ers are going to have a rematch in the postseason?
1: So let's rewind for a second. Let's establish the standards here. The Dallas Cowboys play by the standards of championship robust. Yeah. Okay. They play by the standards of championship robust. What we're then saying is that they need to put themselves in the best position for a championship. Yes. And by putting themselves in the best position for a championship, it's never leaving Dallas. Because yes. they win all the time there. No doubt. Correct. So in order for them to never leave Dallas, they have to win all the games that they could possibly win, including the games against their direct competition, which next week would be against Philadelphia, correct? Correct. correct. But it also means winning last night. Like that, all, that means that gets you to the Philadelphia game. That gets you to where the Philadelphia game matters as much as it does. So that's why I would like, and I know you're giving them credit, CeCe, and Smalls for last night's game, but I also think we should give them a little bit more credit than maybe the world is giving them. No. <laughs> and that, no. But that's where I'm no. saying. I would no. like to give them some credit. No. I would like You to did say what that, you
2: were supposed to do. You beat a team that you're better than. You did what you were supposed to do. Correct. I Why am it. I giving you credit for doing what you're supposed to do? Because they have a winning record. We're
1: moving the goalposts a little bit. Everybody before the game was saying they can't beat a team with a winning record. Last night they did. Now they don't have a winning record as a result of the Cowboys' win against them. But I give the Dallas Cowboys credit. And I actually feel a little bit badly for the Dallas Cowboys that nobody will give them credit for anything. And, yes, I have a soft spot for Mike McCarthy. I'm
2: just saying. You want to give out participation trophies? No, I don't want to do you that. give your kids credit for just going to school? Hell no. by the way, that's, 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 that's they're, hard they're, to get them to do. That's <laughs> that that, hard but to but get but them I to do. I guess my point is this. That's what you're supposed to do, though. I get the it. The Cowboys were supposed to win that game last night. Yes. What were they, nine-point favorites going into that game last night? You're supposed to win that. Not in half a you, right? Exactly. You're more than a touchdown favorite at home. You're supposed to win that game. But overall,
1: the Dallas, I know you don't think they're going to do this. I acknowledge that. In theory, if the Dallas Cowboys are graded solely on winning it all, they can still lose next week and win it all. It just becomes a lot more difficult considering how great they are at home and how poor they are. On the road, bowl season is looming. Tune in tomorrow for the Big 12 Championship Game presented by Dr Pepper. Coverage begins at 11 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. ESPN NFL reporter and insider Dan Graziano will join us next. It's on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance, right here on ESPN Radio.
4: Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric E Bikes today. The number one selling e bike in America. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio.
1: We are Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Dan Graziano is here. The ESPN NFL reporter, you don't like CC's dancing there? I do,
2: I did. Okay. Did All
1: I right. not look like,
6: like, like I did? A little, little was, J. Cole going on? just sort of oh, standing Dan back. Dan Graz
1: knows that better. Oh,
6: than Oh
2: Graz is a big J.
1: Cole guy. Let's yeah, huge no doubt. J. Cole. No yeah, Huge. Yeah. Do you know more about J. Cole or Keelan Cole?
6: Probably Keelan. <laughs> <laughs> J. Cole or Lavernius Cole? We're just yeah. Oh, my
1: gosh. All right. All right. Enough uh, with the
2: Cole's Or Bimbo right? Cole. Oh, wow, <laughs> anyway, that is a deep cut. All right, keep moving.
1: Graz, last night told you more about the Cowboys and their success or – Dak's MVP candidacy?
6: Oh, well, I I think they're tied together, right? Like, I I think if the Cowboys go uh, and win uh, next week against the Eagles, then I think that it's almost guaranteed that we wake up the next morning with Dak Prescott on top of the MVP favorites list, right? Like, however that's determined. Because the way he's playing is uh, he's been as good as or better than any quarterback in the league for almost two months now, uh, and they are one of the better teams. And so really all that matters at this point is can they do it in the clutch, can they do it in the big situation? I thought last night was perfect for them because you know they come the team they were playing. Seattle had a winning record coming into the game. Obviously, they lost their 500, so they haven't beat anybody with a winning record, and they don't win close games. Well, last night they did both things. Like it was a, it was a test that they passed, and I think they really needed that going into the Eagles game. Well, this stretch of of games that the Cowboys began last night is going to tell us everything we need to know about both of those topics right? The Cowboys themselves and Dax MVP chances, and I, I thought it was off to a really good start.
2: Grav, staying in Dallas but certainly on a more serious subject, pass rusher Von Miller was issued an arrest warrant in Texas yesterday for a domestic dispute. What can you tell us about the situation, what that means both for the short term and long term for Von in Buffalo?
6: Yeah, look, I mean, it's the kind of thing where, where they're investigating it, and, and by they, I mean, obviously the league and, and the team are looking into what happened in addition to the authorities there, so you know, it, it's a difficult situation to make any sort of projections about because, you know, we don't really know what happened, right? Like, so I don't want to I don't want to to say, oh, well, the you know, the bills will, will likely move on or they won't because I just don't know. Uh, I, at this point, there's just not enough uh, out there. So I, I think that's the kind of situation where me as a reporter, like you try to find out what's going on and, and how people are reacting to it. But you also want to be very careful uh, in terms of um you know saying the wrong thing too soon. So I, I think it's the kind of thing where you gotta let this play out. The Bills are obviously in a difficult spot. Uh they're getting a lot of grief because of um you know they, they released the the rookie punter a couple years ago mm-hmm. when he uh, you know an allegation or um a situation that he was embroiled in. Um but I'm not in a position to judge the similarity of those two situations and their impact.
2: Graz, we've seen that the NFL has put players on the commissioner's exempt yes. list while they run those investigations when it comes to issues of this type of nature, domestic disputes, so have you. Is that on the board for the NFL's league office to potentially put Vaughn on the commissioner's exempt list while they do the investigation?
6: I think given the history of of that list and the way it's been applied, it would not be at all surprising to see, to see that be the outcome here, especially um, if this is still unresolved going into next week. They don't have to do anything now uh, because the Bills are not playing this week. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the reason the, to, to, to supremely oversimplify the commissioner's exempt list, the, one of the reasons is if, if the situation's unresolved, but you know you don't want that guy on the field this week. Right? Like, that would be the reason to use it. And since they aren't playing this week, they have time to make that decision.
3: Dan, let's look at some of the other matchups that we have coming up this weekend. A game that at the beginning of the season we didn't think would have any implications in the Broncos and the Texans. Both teams, six and five. Which one of these teams do you have more confidence in to make the playoffs?
6: I think it's Houston uh, because of, I mean, I saw their game last week against Jacksonville. You know, they were obviously inches away from tying it there at the end on a long field goal. I just feel like that, that, that everything is clicking right there around the quarterback. Uh, and and they just seem like a team on the upswing. Denver, to me, um, you know, they're they're playing well. The defense has gotten it together. i just i just I just look at them as kind of a, a more sort of flawed roster overall. And I think, um, you know, we've seen the worst of them. And if that starts to come back at the wrong time, I, I think they they slip a little bit. but i I like what Houston has going on. They seem like a team more on the upswing, whereas I think Denver, to their credit, to Sean Payton and Russell Wilson's credit, they've gotten it together and they've, they've made themselves a factor this season. But I think they're a team with more work to do uh, this offseason.
1: Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL reporter, of course. You'll see him on Get Up at 8 a.m. Eastern, joining us here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Niners-Eagles game of the weekend this weekend in the NFL. Yeah. We know that. Uh, if I told you one of these two things would happen, which one is more likely, in an NFC title game, a rematch of Niners-Eagles or a third round of Cowboys-Eagles?
6: In the NFC title game, I think Niners-Eagles is the, mo- is the more likely. Because I just think, as great as the Cowboys are playing, I still don't think I'd take them against the Niners right now. Like, I, just don't, I, mean, I just think that's a terrible matchup for them, yes. and, and we've seen it uh, over and over again. So uh, I think they would need someone to beat the Niners for them uh, in order to get into a, a, that kind of situation with the Eagles. And I just, I just feel like it, it's sort of ineb- inevitable that they will run up against them again. So yeah, I would say Niners-Eagles look like the two best teams.
2: Graz, for the teams that aren't in the playoff mix, it's a race to the bottom because of the two quarterbacks that we assume are going to be at the top of the 2024 NFL draft. Earlier this week, Caleb Williams, the presumptive number one overall pick, said he's a quote-unquote game-time decision yeah. with his entry into the NFL draft. What are teams around the league saying about Caleb Williams and you know their belief whether or not he'll come out this I year? I think
6: they believe he will come out. Now, again, it's up to him and – And we don't know what other forces will be weighing on him, but yeah, I do think people would be surprised if he does not come out at this point. He's the he's the presumptive number one pick, as you say. Um, I think nil NIL money's great, but like it doesn't compare to to what the contract of the number one overall pick is going to be. So I think it it feels like it's his time. I, I mean. I don't know what his game is. Like, is he trying to express that if it's not the team he wants, maybe he has other options? Well, he said that he said that earlier
2: the year. Yeah. So,
6: so, so I don't know. I mean, we've had this. We've played this game a couple years ago with like Joe Burrow and people like that, and it doesn't seem to play out that way. But you know, I don't know Caleb Williams. Maybe, maybe there is something to him trying to direct a process over which the player doesn't generally have any control.
3: Well, a team that was in the position to pick the quarterback that they wanted was the Carolina Panthers last year, and Frank Reich gets fired. We know that coaches have a short runway in Carolina. Real short. Uh, we know that David Tepper is very involved in things that are happening there. How appealing is that job?
6: Yeah, I think that comes down to a lot of uh, how you feel about Bryce Young. Mm. Uh, I've used this line over and over again, but it stuck with me years ago. Mike Shanahan told me once whenever he, he talks to the team about a head coach job, the two questions are, who's the quarterback and who's the owner? And I think in the case of Carolina, uh, the owner, I mean, there are pros and cons, right? I mean, you know, you know that you're going to have the resources you need. Uh, but you also know that he, he's not going to put up with it if you start losing, right? <laughs> You're going to get fired. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, that is what it is. It's all out there. So Bryce Young, quarterback, is still very much eye of the beholder in terms of how people evaluate that position. I'm sure there are coaches out there that are going to look at Bryce Young and say, oh, yeah, I can work with that. And I'm sure there are coaches out there that are going to look at Bryce Young and go, eh, I have some reservations based on how he's played, size, whatever it is. So I think, it's, I think it's going to be an appealing job because I think Bryce Young is is still viewed positively mm-hmm. by people in those positions. Um, And there will be plenty of people that think they can they can work with the good stuff that he's got. Uh, But I think, you know, underlying your question is is sort of how, is it, how appealing is it relative to the other jobs that could come open, right? If, right, you're, exactly. if you're someone who has multiple uh, choices, multiple options, I don't know that it's going to be at the top of the list because I think there are going to be concerns about the patience level of the owner. And whatever you thought about Bryce Young a year ago, I think the performance of the offense this year has raised some additional concerns.
1: You know, you're, you're triggering a lot of thoughts for me. and All these, these things kind of tie together. What is Caleb Williams? What, like, what does he want? Is an interesting one because Carolina is probably where he wouldn't want. He doesn't have to worry about that. Chicago goes right. number one most likely in that spot. I, I wonder if he wants Marvin Harrison Jr. I wonder if that's what he I, wants. And, and the best way of doing that is by way of the Bears. I also wonder, you know, we always talk about Belichick and his future. If Caleb Williams says, I want to play for Belichick, Belichick ain't getting fired in New England, I'll tell you that much.
6: I guess that's probably true. You know,
1: could he go, Jimmy Chitwood? Coach days, I, I go, coach. You know, say whatever. Could
6: be it means. a Jimmy Chitwood situation. That is, that is actually. Hoosiers. Yeah. No. I. Oh no. I. Yeah. Oh, is, you don't know. I'm that just one? saying. No, no. I got it. No. Right,
1: I, yeah. There's other. There's other people outside of the four of us, Dan. That ho- okay. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll hopefully, be listening that are to paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. That okay.
6: might not know the movie Yeah, No, I, I understand. Uh, yeah I, I, yes again the, so top of the draft like again the player doesn't generally have any control over it but but this guy may be different right and, and if he feels that way right like like then then maybe he's trying to all speculation maybe he's trying to explore ways in which he might be able to grab some of that control which you would understand the motivation for wanting to do uh, because it could have a lasting impact on guys that come uh, behind you as well so yeah I think that's a key you talk about Caleb Williams where he's gonna go who has that pick like who who's going to be coaching that team? That, that is critical to, and I it would be a question, if I were him, I'd want the answer too long before I had to make any kind of decision.
1: 100%, because when CC just brought up that Caleb Williams said game-time decision, that's such an interesting thing for a, an obvious number one overall pick to ever say that yeah. it's a game-time decision as to whether he enters the NFL draft. Uh, Dan Graziano will be joining Greeny at Get Up at 8 a.m. Eastern time, probably sitting very far away from Greeny recovering <laughs> from COVID. Uh, 8 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. Thank you, Dan, so much. We do appreciate it. Coming up, maybe the best football weekend of the year maybe we'll rank the games next it's on sportsmanlike on espn radio
2: for the ones who get it done Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer call click or just stop by Granger, for the ones who get it done
0: This is the unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio.
1: Progressive insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you could save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. All right, massive... NFL and College Football Weekend, we're going to get our rankings of must-watch games. We're going to rank these games because, man, you got good ones coming up this weekend. But first, we're going to hit the Dr. Pepper call-in lines at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. J-Dub in Columbus watching on ESPN2. What's up, J-Dub?
0: Good morning, ECL. I <laughs> listen to morning. you guys every morning. Thank you. I take you from the TV to the car. Oh. But this morning... CC has pinched the nerve so bad. Oh. When he said he's calling for Stefanic's job in Cleveland with all this going Stephonic. on. Stefanic. <laughs> Stefanski, you mean. I, I, excuse me.
1: No, go ahead. You're fine. I hooked on phonics. Yeah. I just it, when he when he called for his job if they don't make the playoffs
0: with everything that's happening to them you can give them a what you call a, a, a go you can give them a go or a give but. I don't call for your job,
2: CC. When you don't know the words to Rick James, you know how many of us out here did that, not that, that, like that. J Dub, J You know what? That's completely fair. That, <laughs> I, I, I I was upset at what you were saying until you brought that up. I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't know the words to Rick James, give it to me. I'm upset at myself. I'm highly disappointed in myself. And you will be well within your rights to call for my job because I don't understand them words. I, I mean, the way that J-Dub got started off, I was on the fence. But actually, I'm agreeing with J-Dub right now. I feel like I should pay a fine, maybe be put in social jail for not knowing the words to the song of the national treasure that is Rick James.
3: As a, as a show, we need to do better because we should, all, we, know we, all, we should, we should all know all the words. We should yeah. better.
1: the words. can we weigh in on Stefanik's job if we could? Stefanic's job. <laughs> we, we have nobody wants to weigh in on job. I, mean, well, well, I mean,
2: I told you before, man. Who is man? exactly? Look, uh, Stefanski, but I mean, I, here's the thing. I said it before. You started the season 7-3 and three through your first 10 games. You got seven more games to go. If you can't find a way to cobble together two more wins to put yourself in a position to be in the postseason, then shame on you. And we know the Cleveland Browns have a lot of those head-to-head tiebreakers. Like they they've they played the Indianapolis Colts and beat them. They got that tiebreaker. Like there are there are teams that they have played and beaten in the AFC that are in contention that they already have head-to-head tiebreakers again. So again, nine wins will probably get it done. Ten you're definitely in. If you can't find a way to get to that mark, if you're Kevin Stefanski, you don't deserve to keep your job.
3: I don't know. The quarterback situation there is so murky, Cece. You can only overcome so much as a team and so much as a coach when you have this much volatility at the quarterback position. I don't think this is all on him, but I do think he's in jeopardy of losing his job because the front office and ownership are going to need to somehow generate an excuse or a different avenue to take this Deshaun Watson situation down. They need they need to pull the ripcord in some way. And by saying, well, maybe we didn't have the right coach in place, you, you for some people, you might restart that clock and restart that conversation. Can
1: I give you a name? if Stefanski's not there. Stefanik, Jeff in Houston oh, on I thought ESPN. You were say two. Bill Belichick. What's up, Jeff? Actually, Belichick back to Cleveland is interesting. Oh my God. What's up, Jeff? Jeff, are you there? Jeff is not there. Okay, goodbye, Jeff. All right, let's. Good. We wanted to get to the, these must-watch games anyway. All right. So if you think about some of the games this weekend that we have across college and pro, it is an Awesome weekend. Conference championships all over the place. FSU and Louisville in the ACC. Oklahoma State and Texas in the Big 12. Michigan and Iowa in the Big 10. Washington and Oregon tonight. ESPN Radio, I'll have it here, um, in the Pac-12. Alabama and Georgia, of course, in the SEC. You've got Kansas City and Green Bay, which now all of a sudden has some juice. We just talked about the Browns. Browns and Rams competing for a postseason spot. Detroit and New Orleans, two postseason teams, potentially. You've got the Broncos and the Texans. And, of course, you've got Philadelphia and San Francisco. CC, we need you to power rank your top three must-watch games this weekend.
2: Okay, so I'm going to start off with the honorable mention games this weekend. Okay. The Pac-12 championship, Oregon-Washington, the rematch. Now, I don't know how in the world Oregon's favorite, even though Washington won the head-to-head matchup, I guess because that game was at Seattle, and it was a missed field goal by the Ducks at the end that sealed the victory for the Huskies. That's why they're giving them credit. But I, I thought Kalen DeBoer has done a great job with that team this year. And, and so – to have them as the underdog in the Pac-12 championship when they've already beat a team head-to-head. That's interesting. Also, Nuggets-Kings on Saturday. I think that's a little bit interesting. The up-and-coming team. <laughs> Evan perked versus, so versus much. The rain, I didn't with, see that one coming. <laughs> this is honorable mention now. Okay. We haven't even gotten to the top three. So this is honorable mention viewing when it comes to sports television this weekend. I got Pac-12 championship between Oregon and Washington and then Nuggets-Kings NBA Saturday night. Now. Checking in at number three on the must-watch games of the weekend, Texans-Broncos. I mean, this is a playoff elimination game. The loser is going home. It's a death match. Whoever's on the wrong side of this game, they might as well start shipping the cars home, because it ain't going to happen for you this year in terms of getting to the playoffs. And I'm excited to watch it because it feels like this is the coronation of a quarterback in C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. And, and being able to win this game head-to-head against a coach like Sean Payton, a quarterback that Evan loves, won a championship <laughs> in Russell Wilson, I think that is what we've been waiting for from him. Let's see you do it under these circumstances, playoff-style atmosphere. Can you get it done against a team and a defense that's red hot? This Broncos team has won five in a row. Their defense has created 15 takeaways over the last four games. Can C.J. Stroud find a way to will his team to a win? I think this would be the game where all of a sudden people start giving him the credit that he's due. Even though he's the front runner for offensive rookie of the year, I believe he should be in the MVP conversation as well, and this is one of those games that further makes my case.
1: Second game. Denver-Houston is three. This is where it – I'm surprised you did that. I thought you were going to go Washington-Oregon. You put that in the outside looking in. Now, this is where it gets interesting, Smalls. We think we could be wrong that Alabama, Georgia, and Philadelphia, San Francisco are the top two. Yeah, but maybe we're wrong.
2: No, you're not wrong. Okay, (laughs) but we don't know the order. You're wrong about the order, though. You're wrong about the the, order. What's two? So number two is Bama Georgia. Wow, Wow. Bama Georgia, Bama Bama, Georgia is number two to me. SEC championship game. Now the SEC has six teams in the top twenty-five of the college football playoff ranking, and this game, if Bama upsets Georgia, could potentially put both teams in the best conference in college football outside looking into the Final Four. It would be absolutely ridiculous, but you know we root for chaos on this show because it's in the best interest of our show team to us. have this kind of controversy. so I am rooting for Nick Saban, harder than I've ever rooted for Nick Saban before in my life. I want them to get it done, pull off the upset against Georgia. We'll see if that happens, but that is appointment television on Saturday SEC Championship game, but there can only be one team. But not
1: as much of an appointment for you. Wow. What do you mean? Well, I mean, there's one appointment that's better for this then, obviously. Like, theoretically, Bama George on. You could go
3: well, grab a sandwich. They're, they're
2: on different days, though.
1: They I know.
3: On
2: they're on, di- on different days. They they're are. on different All days. Right. They're All on right. different All days. All I'm surprised, surprised by, this. by this. It's a good weekend for us. Surprised yeah, exactly. by this. On different days. I mean, 49ers-Eagles, right? 49ers-Eagles is the game we want to see. Like, we didn't see it last year because I don't think you can call – what we saw in the conference championship, 49ers-Eagles, Brock Purdy got knocked out early Definitely in the game with not. the UCL. Yeah. So it wasn't a real matchup. No. This is going to be a heavyweight fight. Ali, Frazier, they're going to go you know, 15 rounds. We'll see who ends up on the winning side of this. But I can't wait because I feel like it has so many implications for what we're going to see for the remainder of the regular season. But then ultimately, what we can expect once we get to the playoffs. But
3: as your account- accountability partner, CC, I cannot believe you don't have Bama Georgia number one. Really? really? You want to talk implications? There is so much on the line with Bama Georgia, and and think about the the personal feelings attached to it. I just, if I could watch one game this weekend, that's it. That's but small,
2: fun. but smalls. Here's the thing. Here's the difference. Depending on what happens in Bama, Georgia, we might not see either team in the college football playoff. But that's why this game is so important. Or we could see both somehow. but, but, But hold up. We know we're going to see one of those teams, Eagles 49ers, in the NFC Championship Okay, game. wait a we, second. We know we're going to see one. We know we're going to see one, one of them. 1,000%. We, we know we're going to get one of them. I,
1: I got beef actually with all three in your order of Uh-oh. this. Because here's why. I'm going to use your logic. If it's we know we're going to see one of these teams, well, then why isn't Washington, Oregon in your top three? We know the winner of that tonight is going to be in the college football playoff. Because I
2: don't respect Pac-12 athletics. Oh. Okay, and there's that. So <laughs> I I mean, small. They thing. don't respect pac 12, athletes. there ain't gonna be no oh, more Pac 12. Okay. Good point.
1: <laughs> I was thinking, who's gonna actually fight you off on that? Right. Not them,
2: this
3: not them. Be the farewell right.
2: Tour. Right.
1: Well, okay, so I have Alabama, Georgia, one, I have San Francisco, Philadelphia, two, and I have Washington, Oregon, three, and my must watch games this weekend. Smalls, you have Alabama, Georgia, one without question. I agree, I think that's it. 888 say ESPN 888 729 3776. If you guys out there can only watch one game this weekend, one football game this weekend. Which one is it? Because CeCe's telling you, listen, the NFL is king. We know that. Nobody's debating that, obviously. And Philadelphia and San Francisco is an unbelievable matchup. On any other weekend, I would say we shouldn't pay attention to any other game but that. But this weekend feels different. Alabama-Georgia just feels different. Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern time, it feels different That's where my number one is. The fact that Alabama is an
3: underdog in this game, doesn't it feel ripe for an upset that would send the college football world into an absolute tailspin? I, I agree. I can't wait to watch that game.
1: 8 at 8, say ESPN, is the number to get in on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Of course, ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper. The ones fans deserve. If you guys can only watch one football game this weekend, literally, somehow, your your television, your streaming, your radio, everything goes out, and you can only watch one, which one are you watching? We'll get to your calls in on that coming up. Plus, Pat Costello, our producer, is over it next. It's
4: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio.
1: Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Candy, Evan Cohen with you. Time now for a round of I'm Over It with our producer, Pat Costello. We'll get your phone calls in at 888 say ESPN. A little beef on the show today as to the must-watch game. CC saying Philadelphia and San Francisco this weekend. Smalls and I are all in on Alabama-Georgia as to the number one must-watch game of the
7: weekend.
2: Oh, my God. It's not that I don't want to watch Alabama-Georgia. it's not that we don't want to watch
1: Philly-San Fran. Just saying. Pat, go ahead.
7: Just to be clear, the Eagles have two of the highest-watched uh, NFL games of the season. So, you know, going to go with the Eagles on there. there Nobody
1: go. is saying that it's not a good game to watch. We're just, Smalls and I are just saying Alabama-Georgia feels bigger. It isn't.
2: Okay. (laughs)
1: Uh, I think we've plateaued with Christmas
7: movies, and I'm getting pretty tired of it. Every time I'm scrolling through my TV to try to find a Christmas movie, it's the same like four movies. There hasn't been a good Christmas movie since like 2003. Mm. Like what happened to Christmas movies? Or even if you go over like Hallmark, which look, I'm a sucker for a good Hallmark movie. But uh, really? they're, all, they're all the same. Every plot is the same. Can we change up Christmas movies a little bit and stop trying to, like, dip into, like, horror Christmas and
2: action Christmas? Can so, we just
1: get a classic Christmas movie, please? There are some Christmas movies out. I've seen um, trailers. There's one with Eddie Murphy.
2: Yeah, Candy Cane Lane, which is on some kind of streaming platform. I don't know which one it is.
1: Uh, wow. And there's also one That's with Brandy. Candy
2: Brandy in it. St. Louis. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know who asked for that one, but I was like, okay. Brandy's I love, I love Eddie Murphy. Love him. But I don't know
3: who asked for that either. No. And I'm with Pat on this. It feels like we had... Year after year, a new Christmas movie that was a blockbuster. Elf, Home Alone.
2: National Lampoon's Christmas movie. Lamp- oh, the oh.
3: Holiday. Love oh. Actually. It's like they kept coming in a wave. Family
2: Stone, yeah. Yep. The
3: fi- that is a great That's movie. another good That one, yeah. is yeah. Uh, that's the holiday a
2: that We, we, uh, we had is. some holiday bangers. We had holiday <laughs> ni- bangers. In the 90s they and hit. early 2000s, holiday hit. bangers. But
3: Pat is right. When's the last time we saw a holiday movie come out? I don't know, the past two or three years that has become part of the rotation. Oh, as
2: small, small as we can go to last decade. <laughs> like, we just, we just don't. We don't have yeah. one. Yeah. We don't have one.
3: Come on, Hollywood. Preacher's
2: Wife. It was so many good Hollywood oh, movies. There's one with The Rock that's out now, too. I Oh don't my think... God.
1: There's the one uh, with Brandy, hey, Best Christmas Ever, is hey, an hour and 20 minutes. Hey, that
2: can't I, be a good I, movie. I'm going to say this, and this might be an unpopular opinion. These straight to streaming services movies, they're lifetime movie adjacent. They are lifetime. Like it's just like they have one star actor and not a whole lot else around. (laughs) And I and I just wonder. Like, star actor, did you really need that check? Yeah. Did you really yeah. know? Did you yes. really have to
3: go get that check? Yeah. <laughs> yes. But that's what it feels like, a cash
1: check. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm available for any Christmas movie. And wow. With, with real Christmas trees. Get wow. Real, keep it Oh, wait.
2: Yes.
3: It's a check cash, not a cash check. Anyway, yeah.
2: keep going. But it made sense to me. In my <laughs> mind, <laughs> it, 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 it landed <laughs> with me. Thank you. I'm glad exactly. you knew what it I was saying. Exactly. Uh, we, we here. Good. We're, we are, we're, yeah. locked yeah. we're locked in. We're locked
1: in. Tweet at us at UnsportsESPN, at radio at chriskendy Smallman, the last great Christmas movie. Because maybe we're missing one. People can tweet at us on that one. Uh, Pat, next one.
7: I was driving around in my car, and I heard this song, Javante, and it wow. made me so angry. Excuse me. The absolute audacity to call this song Jingle Bell Rock? Where's the rock? This is
1: horrible. What's what? the, the Mean Girls version of it?
3: Oh, well, I can't do the dance. So I'll get fired, but... <laughs>
1: I like the Mean Girls version of Jingle Bell Rock. This song stinks.
3: Oh, it's a good song. This song does not stink. Why, okay. is,
1: why are you so anti Christmas? It's today? a good
2: song, but I'm with him on that. Well, why is it Jingle Bell Rock, though? Rock like, Jingle Bell Rock to me would be like Christmas in Hollis by Rocking Run DMC.
1: What do you want?
3: Limbi- Limbiskit version? No, I'm just,
2: I mean, It's not. it's not rock. I just, it's not, uh, why do we have to call it Jingle Bell Rock?
3: Because when it came out, this probably was a version of rock.
2: Oh, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. You know? That is a fair point. I didn't really
3: have much heavy this metal is, this back This is in a the little day. bit before
2: my time. You're yeah, right. What,
3: what's the, the year? On this, can we get the origin, please? Let me find it. Jingle
2: Bell Rock.
1: Where's Lilo when we need her? Jingle. 1957. Bell. 1957. Okay, 19- so this that, is rock. This for is rock. Uh, yeah, Come fair on. We're rock. Talking 57? Fair point, Paul. Fair
2: point. Fair point. Fair point. i currently. I just want fair
1: everybody point. to know across the country. I'm currently watching Mean Girls on my computer. Because, Why? Amazing. Because there's a great part of Mean Girls with Jingle Bell Rock. So now I just wanted to relive it. The mom okay. with the camera. Yeah, it's great. And a
3: regular mom. She's a cool. Mom. And
1: then Ariana Grande's uh, video where Thank she had next. Chris Jenner. In yeah. Thank you next. That's
2: one of those movies when. My wife puts it on, I go in the other room. It's
3: so funny. Oh, you're, CC. Wrong. you're so wrong.
1: Wrong, wrong, wrong. Classic,
3: wrong. hilarious.
1: Team anti Chris on this one. Totally. Mean Girls is awesome. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> he just says,
3: okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs>
7: I'll take your word for Next it. Next one, Pat. This song stinks. No. People who make ridiculous changes to their orders at restaurants just make me so angry. Like, this is not a buffet. It's not, you're not, you know, choosing your own menu here. Pick what's on the menu. If you don't want what they're offering, go somewhere else. You're embarrassing to be sitting with at this table.
1: So, yeah. uh, when I was in high school, and I still would do this, if I go to the Chinese restaurant, I get chicken with broccoli without the broccoli. You
2: know, this is the store I don't know, by is that, it's in it's in the name of the dish.
1: <laughs> I like the chicken they have in the chicken with broccoli, but I don't like the broccoli. It's like the chicken and brown sauce is great, and rice, it's awesome. Pat would despise going out to to a meal with me. I I order the weirdest things. I ask for removing this, add that. Very odd. You would hate it, Pat. Let's go to lunch.
3: Yesterday, he got a a turkey bacon sandwich without the turkey bacon. (laughs) Pat.
1: Wow. What did you eat? No, I got it. An egg with egg in it. You have to mention the egg part. But it's egg that one,
3: and turkey bacon. Right, but you
1: didn't say that turkey bacon with that sandwich without the turkey bacon right, would just but, be bread.
3: But there's other sandwiches that have an egg base. This one is kind of created for the turkey bacon. That like that's so the, the turkey bacon vehicle. was the star. That's the star of the show. It was in
7: egg and turkey record. bacon, like and you took off the turkey bacon, <laughs> yeah. so it was
1: just egg on bread. I, I like egg and bread. The, the, I egg and bread. I, egg egg bread. I, you know what I do? I basically watch the
2: Warriors for Kevon Looney. I, I just want the role player in there.
1: I don't want. Yeah, I don't need. I'll put it this
2: way: if you uh, change something like the, if you're asking for chicken and broccoli and you ask the broccoli to be removed, you didn't really want the dish. I agree. And it's just like if you change two things or more on it, you don't really want that dish. Correct. So why order it? I'm with Pat on this one a thousand percent. And that's why I wouldn't hold it against the waitstaff or the people in the kitchen if they decide to spit in your food when you give them these Whoa. difficult orders. Don't you I'm think not, that's a little extreme? No, I'm not. I don't no? think it's extreme. Because okay. people should know better. Like, scout the menu before you go to the place and know what you want. And if you've got to change multiple things on a dish to make it palatable for you, then don't go to the damn restaurant because you don't want to eat there. I'm with Pat on this. People be doing too much when we go to these restaurants. You're just doing too much.
1: Uh, Colton Meacham tweeted at us, Four Christmases, an elite Christmas movie. Not elite. It's It's, it's, solid. it's not elite. It's good, not Reese, great. Reese Witherspoon and,
7: and Vince Vaughn. Vaughn.
3: Good, not That's great. It's not bad. Not it's bad. got
7: some funny scenes. It's not elite. Yeah. Good,
3: not great.
1: Yeah.
7: All right, what else, Pat? Uh, I'm tired of it being open season on Bill Belichick just because, you know. <gasps> that a boy! He's won, I've been saying this all season. He's won six Super Bowls. All of a sudden, he doesn't have the greatest quarterback ever, and people think he stinks, I don't know. Maybe look at the history of coaches. Every single coach has had a great quarterback who was also a great coach. Like, what are we doing here?
1: Well done. Well done. Perfectly said. What is it? Like, retweet. Cosign, retweet. Cosign, retweet. There you go. What doesn't have to be said, doesn't have to be said thing But the Chiefs? What is that?
2: <laughs> Why? Why do you do that? Why do you do that? Why does he do this? What is that
1: line? Give Why me that line me? so I could use it in life. No, I'm not
2: going to give it You're to you. You're not going to give it no, the line? No, I can't use no. the line. Because I don't want you to ruin it for me.
1: But I won't if I don't use the line on the <laughs> no, show. I don't can want I use wrong it wrong. in real I'm life? Not,
2: I'm not going to give it to you.
1: Why not the line? I, I'm I not the line. going to say it. Give me the I'm line. Not, no, I'm not the giving Chiefs. you the line. No. What do we, we say about the Chiefs? I'm not
2: going to tell you. Let it go. Let it go. Let it <laughs> go. Let it go. There <laughs> we go. We are on sportsman like.
1: <laughs> What's the line
0: on ESPN Radio?